Do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson Razor. Henson Razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com holiday. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Jeff Pelletier. The purpose of our podcast is a simple question. Why is Israel important? Over the next many episodes, my partner Neil Johnson and I will seek to answer this question. There are just barely over 14 million descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the world today, and about five and a half million of them live in Israel. The rest are scattered across and among the nations. For the sake of our podcast, Israel is both a country and a people. I'm sorry, two episodes ago we talked, you and I talked about the Jewish calendar, and we talked about uh, the premise uh, when Peter is writing to the Jews in his epistle, and he says to the Jews, uh, with the Lord, it's like he's reminding them, you'll remember the Lord, to the Lord, A day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day. And he's writing specifically to a Jewish audience, and he knows that they'll get that, right? Right. He knows exactly that they got it. That's not going to be a mystery to them. They get it. So, uh, and he introduces it to us, and we, we Gentiles, we evangelical Christians, we go, what? You know? But you and I kind of introduced this idea when we talked about the calendar. Right. That it's seven days, 7,000 years, seven days of creation, right? Right. Each day, right? And uh, now here we are. Uh, we, we'd introduced the uh, seven important festivals on the Jewish calendar the last time we met. We talked about each one, and Passover is coming today, actually. As we, as we do this, today is Passover. Right. So, so Passover is the first one. Right in in the in the calendar year, and it it begins a week, right? Right. It's the day day before actually of the, of the week of unleavened bread. Correct. Of seven days. Right. Here we are again. Their number shows up again. Right. So so Passover is the initiating day, right? That's exactly what it is. It's the initiating day. It's a good way to look at it. It's one of a number of sevens, and we're only pulling this out to show that God is not random. Mm-hmm. We uh, have uh, many pictures of a six or seven thousand year plan. Mm-hmm. Seven at the end of sevens, the ultimate yep. six thousand year plan. When, according to our belief system, Jesus comes, mm-hmm. and the festivals are intrinsically linked with that idea of. Mm-hmm. Uh, consummation a 7000 year plan mm-hmm. and so passover begins at sundown correct on what christians call monday thursday sure right that's the whatever that means i i never understood what monday thursday meant but it begins at sundown on that on that day in the Jewish calendar, right? Not in the not in the Gregorian calendar, no. which is what we go by when we find Easter. Right. We don't even know what that word means, right? Well, we do, but we're not going to use it. Uh, so Easter, right? Uh, that that is uh, driven by the sun and 
where the sun is in the sky on a particular day following a full moon. Something like that, right? But the, but the Passover has a day. Right. An actual day. Right. It does right. have an actual day. And uh, specifically when that is, the, the exact precise God's calendar, yep. we don't have it. In mm-hmm. other words, I can't open up my... 12-month Gregorian calendar, mm-hmm. January through December, mm-hmm. and say, well, wait a, wait a minute, let me open up God's calendar. But we know generally, basically, and the present Jewish calendar, as we call it, mm-hmm. that the rabbis devised, mm-hmm. uh, has standing, mm-hmm. but there's also issues with that as far as where in that calendar are we precisely, and there are objections to it as well. What's the directive in Leviticus? Well, the, in Leviticus and otherwheres in the Torah, mm-hmm. uh, other places in the Torah, God specifically said uh, uh, that Passover, and, and comes basically the first time he gave it was in Exodus when he said, Passover, this will be the first of the months for you, Nisan, and Passover will be on Nisan 14. Nisan 14. Right, and that's when you'll start counting your basically religious months Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. and so on Nisan 14 that is the first day of Passover and that was the exodus from Egypt and there were three elements to the Passover Seder in that Mm -hmm. day and Passover is one of the three first a subset of the seven the three first uh, spring festivals. Yeah, the, and 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 uh, the feast of unleavened bread right. follows that right. yeah. that uh, that initiation with Passover. Correct. And uh, it's called Passover Week today by a lot of Jews. Right? right. They call it Passover Week. Right. And it is the Holy Week. Right. Well, that's exactly <laughs> one way of looking at it. I mean, isn't it interesting that that uh, while we uh, are so often. Um, mm not un- knowing or understanding what God gave the Jews, mm-hmm. his festivals mm-hmm. for rehearsals, he calls them their rehearsals. Mm-hmm. They're also remembrances. They're set times. Mm-hmm. There's all these things that God calls them. He said, they're my festivals. So while we call it Holy Week, and we have, as you referenced, the Easter and the Monday, Thursday, and all these kind of things we've made up, uh, but God said, I- I've specifically already laid these out, and there's nothing wrong, per se, Jeff, with any Christian in my belief system of observing other festivals or days. It's mm-hmm. all fine. You mm-hmm. can do that. Mm-hmm. I think the Jews did that too. We can mm-hmm. look at their calendar and they have certain fast days and certain holidays that were mm-hmm. given outside of the Levitical Torah. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, if you really want to get down to our point of this is so intricate, so detailed, and it points to a timeline yeah. and something we should know, yeah. I think rather than looking at Easter and so on, which are fine by themselves, mm-hmm. as it were. Mm-hmm. Let's look at what God gave for a specific purpose, yes. and thus yes. we can say this is the holy week of God's given subset of the seven, the three: mm-hmm. Pesach, Hag Hamatzah, and Bikurim, which is Passover, uh, unleavened bread, and first fruits. And first fruits, and there we go. So, so uh, Jesus met with the disciples in the upper room, and they had what we call the Last Supper, but Correct. it really was a Seder, a Passover meal, Right, and, and they followed the rule of Passover. And so why don't you take us real quick through what that meal involved? Well, the meal as it involved by Jesus' time had, had encompassed more elements and more additions. Just mm. like today, mm. we have additions that a lot of people, depending on your religious 
belief system or lack thereof can add certain things to what's called the Seder. The mm-hmm. Seder is the symbolic elements mm-hmm. of the Passover mm-hmm. that you go through to remember some event in the course of this rescue from Egypt. Yeah. Now remember, it's it's important to know that God equated Egypt with all the world. So right. basically he was saying, right. I'm going to take this people, mm-hmm. my people, mm-hmm. Israel, and I'm going to rescue them. Well, he says from Egypt, it was also commonly associated and understood. I'm going to rescue you from the world. So God knows that the world is fallen. Oh, he knows it, he uh, knows v- it very right? b- better than we. Better than we, right? And so, yeah, he's, we don't have to tell him, well, God, that you know, you're talking about the world. You're talking about, we're not talking about the earth necessarily, which he created. We're talking about the world system, the fallen world system, which is driven mostly by sin. Right. That's exactly right. And that's what we see in these first three subset of the mm-hmm, seven mm-hmm. of the elements that you asked about, what's in that Seder? Well, one mm-hmm. of them, of course, is the matzah, and, mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll kind of lay these out. There's there's different elements, especially today, but uh, the matzah was uh, so associated with Messiah because unlike maybe Shavuot, which we'll get to at some point, uh, Passover and Hag HaMatzah was definitely unleavened bread, and not having leaven was so synonymous and so understood as leaven puffs up makes one pride is 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 associated but but stronger than just associated with sin so these three festivals messiah came and gave to israel to show something that the messiah that's to come Mm -hmm. on a specific day and time which Mm -hmm. is our main thrust here Mm -hmm. it's not to get Mm -hmm. off on to seeing jesus in the festivals necessarily although that's easy to do yeah it's there's a time it's not random Mm -hmm. and these three subsets were exactly what messiah was going to do he died on passover he went in as a uncorrupted leavened bread, no mm-hmm. sin in him, mm-hmm. matzah does not corrupt, does not mm-hmm. decay, mm-hmm. and he rose again on the third of this tripartite um, festival, First Fruits, first which fruit. is exactly what uh, Paul. The, Paul and yep. the New Testament yep. says, he's the first, first fruits of the dead. First fruits from the from, dead. From the dead. So yep. our, our, our thing that we want to keep in mind is it's so intricate, it's mm-hmm. so um, woven together. It's orderly and woven it, together and it matters as it is and we right. don't have to make it different to, to understand it. To understand it? Right. right. It, if we understand it through the Old Testament lens... Looking at looking at the New Testament through the lens of the old, right? Yeah, right, exactly. And it it's means so much more. Well, it just gives you clarity. You yeah. can't look at the New Testament on its own, or mm-hmm. you've made up some sort of hybrid kind of belief system of, right. of God. But nonetheless, yeah. in the Passover Seder, which means order, exactly mm-hmm. as you said, there's an order to it. Uh, there's usually a number of elements, generally five or six, that are symbolic elements today. It's not the meal. The mm-hmm. meal is a separate meal that's good. Mm-hmm. You just eat it. Mm-hmm. But beforehand, you do this Seder uh, process where you observe things. Uh, one, one of the things is this shank bone of a lamb, and we can see what that's to sac- symbolize. Christians, of course, see Jesus, and of course, but... It was the lamb that was sacrificed at the first Passover Seder, the first Seder that God gave, where he only gave three elements, right? And it's a, it's a lamb without spot or blemish. Right, right. 
right exactly and mm-hmm. you you brought it into the home and you examined it just mm-hmm. like Jesus was mm-hmm. examined before mm-hmm. they killed him he mm-hmm. was questioned and examined and they mm-hmm. tried to find fault and they couldn't that's mm-hmm. what you do with the mm-hmm. lamb you bring mm-hmm. it in you examine it mm-hmm. so again of course as new testament believers it's easy to see these things that Jesus did but once again I'll try to keep our main point is just to show how intricate how intertwined they are but it's not random. We have this 7,000-year plan, and the festivals also are one light that shine some revelation on the idea that mm-hmm. there's a culmination, and it's coming in our day. Mm. And and that, that lamb, which is, is such an amazing uh, thing, you know, P, uh, John the Baptist said, Behold, the Lamb of God, right. who takes away the sins of the world. Correct. Of the world system, the sure. broken, fallen world system, takes away all that sin, uh, and and uh, then Jesus in Revelation is like it says is like a, lo- a slaughtered lamb, right? So that never goes away. No, the, the the things that he did to show that he's intricately linked with Israel and the people, and he mm-hmm. was this promise mm-hmm. are endless and more that we don't even know about. But but that slaughtered lamb in Revelation is a reference back to Passover, of course. Yeah, okay. it's amazing, right? Okay. I mean, it, it's it's intricately, as you keep saying, the word intricate. intricate. It's intricately connected. Yep, they're so interwoven that you can't parse out the separate pieces. Mm-hmm. And so, thus, the more you know, the more you see light on more topics. Mm-hmm. And thus, again, our my seven thousand year idea. So that sure, so many people just think it's random. It's not random. Mm-hmm. There's not a day where God just says, throws up His hand. I've had enough. I'm going to intercede today because you prayed enough or whatever. Like some denominations actually believe. No, He called these festivals set times, rehearsals. They're they're written in stone, as it were. And so that yeah, uh, we should we should do them. How often? Well, you should do them yearly for ever. For oh, I see forever. Yeah, yeah. They, they they don't have an expiration. I mean, <laughs> yeah. again, if you go back, yeah, just to Jesus fulfilling them, he mm-hmm. says he's going to observe them in the kingdom. In the kingdom. So we have this order then of this shank bone, this this uh, sacrifice lamb symbolism. We have today this matzah. We talked a little about that. It's burnt and striped and beaten and pierced, and you can see it's unleavened. It's another picture. We have the bitter herbs uh, that you symbolically eat. You have this um, this other thing called the hazaret, or they're also sort of a bitter herbs eaten with the matzah. You have this mixture of um, oh apples and nuts and wine. It's supposed to be symbolic of the mortar, and then usually you have something like a mortar for the bricks for the bricks of, mm-hmm. of when they were in Egypt. See, all mm-hmm. of this is a remembrance mm-hmm. of what was when you were mm-hmm. taken out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and also a picture of a time yet to come. Mm-hmm. So uh, when when God gave this instruction, he, he said, you are to think of this as a first person, like yeah. this happened to you. This yeah. was your experience. Yeah. This wasn't them then, those Jews then, those people who came out of Egypt, but this is you coming out of this world system. And and, and I want to make, make the point about Passover that... Uh, in the Exodus story, the 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 last plague, if you like, was the de- was the destruction of every male child in Egypt. Correct. Under the age of, 
or two years older and younger or something like that? No, no, no oh, it, it had no age. The youngest child. It, it was the firstborn. Firstborn, so there you go. It, it was the, the first, oldest child. It was the firstborn of everything. <laughs> yeah, so the firstborn child is is is, is taken by the Lord, right? And and uh, they put the they put the lamb's blood over the doorposts so they wouldn't experience that death. Yeah, so that's... And that, and that death correlates to the death of sin. Well, it, it, it does. And there's all kinds of connections, and, and that's right, Jeff. The more you kind of look into this, you'll find your own sort of connections and parallelisms and understandings that broaden your perspective to take other verses and references and, and build even a bigger story, which you can't do if you don't first study a little bit or hear about a little bit the basics. Yeah, uh, of these seven festivals, and the f- the 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 firstborn, uh, Jesus is the firstborn son of Mary and Joseph, right? Correct. And he is the sac- he is sacrificed his blood, right? Saves us from sin. Period. Well, again, right? y- y- that's true. All all of that's true. There's there's nuance throughout. The more you study these now. Jesus, of course, is easily recognizable in these first uh, uh, festivals. Mm-hmm. Easily recognizable. Easy. He gets harder to recognize in the what's called the latter rains, the fall festivals. But just as accepting that most of our audience easily recognize Jesus as fulfilling or or inaugurating. I don't like to say fulfill because it has the connotation of it's done away with. He's already done that. It doesn't. It's a continuing thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so our point is just these are not random. These are intricate. Jesus will fulfill and has fulfilled the, the, the spring, inaugurated them, and will also the fall festivals more so that will be readily apparent. And that's the day we're waiting for. And that is the time of our sort of, uh, however it works, our 6,000-year plan of God, which transitions... Ah, the sizzle of McDonald's sausage. It's enough to make you crave your favorite breakfasts. Enough to head over to McDonald's. Enough to make you really wish this commercial were scratch and sniff. And if you're a sausage person, now get two satisfyingly savory sausage McGriddles, sausage biscuits, or sausage burritos for just $3.33. Or mix and match. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Discover, this is Daniela. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just want to thank you for making me feel so special. I earned cash back on debit for my dinner party groceries. That's great. But with Discover Cashback Debit, we give everyone cash back on everyday purchases. Anything else I can help you with? Do you like asparagus and mushroom sorbet? I've got leftovers. Introducing Discover Cashback Debit, a checking account with cash back. It pays to Discover. Eligibility in terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC into the seventh day or the 7,000-year plan of God when Jesus is on the earth. So he will make it known how he fulfilled all these things in the sense of not done away with because they are still observed in the kingdom. In the kingdom. The prophets still Mm -hmm. say you'll still come for these special festivals, these three, Passover, Shavuot, and Sukkot, where Mm -hmm. it's mandatory you come to Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. So we just see Mm -hmm. again that there's a timeline There's a reference. Uh, Some is easier to see than others. 
generally these first few because we have the luxury as Christians of reading the New Testament documents and looking backward and getting a a little broader picture, but even that's going to change a lot. There's many mm-hmm. people who think he's coming again mm-hmm. on Passover mm-hmm. and not at Sukkot, yep. which again yep. is a whole yep. separate issue. Yep. But it's the idea of can you introduce to people who care about the documents that there's a specificity involved here. Mm-hmm. There's this interwoven intricacy that's so detailed, so precisely given, that once again, the more you know about each one and all of them together, the more you can develop your timeline and understanding and assurance therefrom that there's a plan. It's not random. And even though things will get dark and bleak and scary and hard, perhaps, uh, I know there's a set time because that's what God keeps saying. There's a set time for all this to Accomplish. And these seven festivals are indicative of the plan and and how the plan unfolds. Uh, so, Neil, uh, getting back to Passover, the, right. mat- the matzah caught my attention sure. because it's cooked without leaven, without any, right. any, any, and it's cooked quickly so it doesn't rise, and it's pierced so it doesn't rise, and it's crispy. It's well done, right? And sure. You, and you said it's it doesn't decay. It doesn't which decay. Is, which is amazing. Right. Uh, but when Jesus said, my body, which is broken, right. I mean, it's crispy. Right. right. It cracks. And that's exactly what one of the elements that we see that's made its way mm-hmm. some kind of way. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of explanations, mm-hmm. but some kind of way this idea mm-hmm. of this what's called the afikomen, mm-hmm. this this non-Jewish term, this Mm -hmm. Greek term Mm -hmm. made its way into the Passover Seder that there is matzah broken Mm -hmm. and hidden, wrapped up in a cloth and hidden away Mm -hmm. which is again symbolic of a set time in the future Mm -hmm. when he'll come back Mm -hmm. right? And it and makes he is the bread. And it makes it he is the bread. He yeah. was born in the house of bread, Bethlehem. Yes. Bethlehem, Bethlehem yeah. right? So yeah. all of these symbolisms and connections, yeah. but you can't make them apart from putting them in the basic uh, foundational element of the Old Testament. And again, we can see that through these seven festivals. So um, I think I said the last one of the. Well, the last thing you said was about about the partially. matzah being matzah being uh, hidden. Well, and you're going to get to that, right? Well, I, I, I'll go a little further if yeah. you want. Basically, the matzah. I mean, there's all these different elements, and there's there's more, including the glasses of wine. But the matzah that's hidden away and wrapped in a cloth. Well, again, that's symbolism that can have different meaning. But for us New Testament believers who believe in the Jewish Messiah. Not the Messiah to the Jews, but the Messiah who is Jewish, right? He comes back with DNA that's Jewish. He's our Messiah. He's not the Messiah to the Jews. Uh, his body was broken, sinless. He didn't decay. He came back as the first fruits. In other words, he gave meat to each of those elements of the first subset of the seven. So the symbolism was satisfied in Christ. Okay, that's a good word I like better than fulfill because people tend to think now it's done away mm-hmm. with. So there you go. And then these different elements, uh, they they rehearse and they remember what happened and they have mm-hmm. meaning. You dar- you dip the carpus, that's the parsley, into salt water and a picture again of salty tears or of the a Red Sea experience. Mm. You, mm. you take of these glasses of wine, which again is Jesus in the New Testament, e- drinking the different cups of 
wine and uh, one of the elements is even a cup for Elijah that's set out a common traditional thing is a fifth cup even and it just sits there and people wait for Elijah well that's again what Jesus said Elijah will come if you can handle it before the day of the Lord referencing Malachi so Mm -hmm. there's all these mystical elements that are still wrapped up that we don't know how precisely they will be fulfilled as it were Mm -hmm. but we see that they will be and we read about it in the New Testament and once again I just want to stress this it's not to get off on how easily it is to see that Jesus did these elements, but to show they are not random. There mm. is a set time. Mm. And so, as we talked about the different ways of reckoning time and the Gregorian calendar and the modern rabbinic Jewish calendar, even Jesus said, Know the seasons, but it's consistent with what he said. I don't know the precise time. In other words, God knows how he counts these days, but we know generally a day is as a thousand years and a thousand years is as a day. And we know that a week can be years of weeks and days can be days of weeks and so on. God has a way of looking at it that we don't fully comprehend. But the good news, the transition from the sixth day or 6,000 years into the seventh day or 7,000th year, when Messiah comes back to Jerusalem, by the way, Mm -hmm. he lives in Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. He sends forth the Torah, the Mm -hmm. law from Jerusalem. Mm He will begin to explain how God looks at days, and he will set the right time. Right now, we're just broadly saying these concepts of a day is a thousand years and these epics of 2,000-year periods and a 7,000th year or 7th day completion, these are commonly understood, and we're just talking about them as seen in this particular section of also the seven festivals shed light on that idea. Shed light on that idea. Okay. So uh, this, to me, uh, Passover initiates, or not initiates, but it gives us why we have a Messiah, why we need a Messiah. Well, I think that uh, our understanding of Messiah, they have a different understanding of Messiah, but both will come together in a broader understanding. Both are true, right? Both are true. Both are true. Uh, They are entirely true, but they are looking for one part generally of a Messiah that Mm -hmm. Jesus, it's correct, and their argument is valid. He didn't do all that Messiah is supposed to do. Right. He That's did exactly not. right. That's correct. You can't blame him yep. for that. No, not that, at all. I mean, that makes sense. Yep. Just as you can't blame a Gentile Christian who mm-hmm. says, I believe in the Jewish Messiah, but doesn't understand all the elements or nuance or days, I don't blame them either. But the more you open up these concepts, the mm-hmm. more a person's able to say, oh, I have a broader, bigger, more precise understanding of the nuance, yeah. and thus I can hopefully have more satisfaction when holy hell, as they say, breaks out on the earth, and you can say, it didn't catch me by surprise. I knew the time of the Gentiles would Mm -hmm. come to an end. Mm -hmm. I knew that Jacob's trouble, as it's referred to, would come, and I knew it would be a set time. It's not random. It didn't catch me by surprise, even though I don't like it, Yep. right? I don't want to be here, Yep. right? Yep. But I'm not going to be wounded like a deer in the headlights, as it were. I knew that God made it clear throughout Scripture there would be this transition, this cusp, this time, and thus also the resistance. We have a caged animal, mm-hmm. uh, We, I, I mean cornered animal, mm-hmm. who's going to fight viciously to the very end, yeah. who's very powerful, yep. and is going to take as many casualties with him as he can. Yep. And our point of this broadcast is to say, look, there are these festivals, many people know them, 
yes, Messiah is replete throughout, but the idea is just look how intricate they are. This is a set time. Be assured, if he could be this precise with set times and nuance and innuendo in these festivals, he can be just as counted on and trustworthy for the correct day uh, to rescue us, because that's what we're all talking about, after right. all, with the 7,000 right. years. Exactly. And and it's, uh, you know, the thing that, the thing that hit me uh, as you were speaking is the idea that the, that the Jews don't see the, the lamb, the suffering lamb for the sin. They, that's the part that they miss. But they see the conquering king, and that's what they want, right? That's what they've been hoping for. And we have the opportunity to help them see that because John said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And Jesus talked about himself as the, sa- the final sacrifice for sin. And they just, the Jews don't see that. Uh, but it's still true, like we said, it's still true. As is the idea that he will come back as the conquering king right. and make all things right. right. Shalom will come. And, yeah, and, and a lot of Christians don't think he's coming back as a conquering king either. Oh, wow. So that's a whole separate issue. But again, our point is just there is this idea of a harmonization that's coming to both of these. I'm jumping ahead here, but our Shavuot experience of two lows raved mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. the Lord mm-hmm. where Jesus mm-hmm. said, I have sheep of another pasture uh-huh. as well. Well, uh-huh. he, he had his sheep of yep. Israel, but he yep. said, I have another. So yep. in my belief system, I think it's referring to Gentiles. But we won't get off on that. Just again to stress the Next idea time. that God has a set time, and we can see this in the New Testament, certainly throughout the Old Testament, many pictures. But the one in the New Testament that's quickest and easiest is If I just reference this idea of a set day and a set time, Jesus took three of his disciples, Peter, James, and John, and Mm. says to a mountain, this is in Matthew 17, and Mm -hmm. it says something very, very crucial to to this thought of a 6,000-year plan of God transitioning into the seventh day of the 7,000th year. It says, after six days. So after 6,000 years, he took three to a mountain, and guess what happened? Elijah, who's supposed to come before the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and Moses, who wrote of him, who wrote the Torah, appeared, and they all recognized who appeared to them, and Jesus transfigured into his glorified state. Jeff freaked them out, scared the wits out of them. Mm-hmm. And Peter started blabbing about, oh, I'll build a sukkah and blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course, it's just showing he was it freaked out just Tabernacle. as you and I would yeah. be, right? Yeah. So does that indicate it was during the Feast of Booths? Well, it... it that it happened? It, or many people would say it certainly must because why uh-huh. would he just blurt something out right. that's just so... so it, it, yeah. it, you could read that into it for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Elijah, uh, he appeared representing the prophets, Moses, the law, and chronologically, this would have occurred before the Last Supper. So you could say, yeah, this could have occurred, this transfiguration, this picture of seeing Messiah, which is exactly what Jesus said. Some of you won't die, mm-hmm. right, till mm-hmm. you see Messiah. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened. Peter, James, and John saw the Messiah come. Glorified. Glorified. Yes. They didn't die yet, obviously, because no. they were there. They were still there. And guess who exactly is Malachi? prophesied would happen and as Jesus said it will happen Elijah Elijah comes with Moses and appears and all of this again just to put it into perspective on the sixth day so again precisely laid out plan of God on the sixth day so they so 
the correlation is that on the at the beginning of the sixth thousandth year, right, Messiah comes. Well, after six days, right, and then but that's the correlation, right. Those those six days are indicative, right, and saying to us. The 6,000-year idea? That's true. Right, right. right. <laughs> That's actually true. Right. And so, again, we're just back to what we're yeah. saying. is Even in these festivals, yeah. you, you see reference of, like yeah. you said, Sukkot. You see mm-hmm. reference of the Passover. Mm-hmm. You see, but all of them are also caught up in this idea of the seven festivals. Mm. And if the New Testament uh, is part of the old, a continuous document, it should have pictures, and it has more, but that's mm-hmm. a very simple one. Mm-hmm after six days so the six thousand years and after that guess what we see messiah Mm -hmm. and who's there eliyahu elijah Mm -hmm. and moshe Mm -hmm. moses Mm -hmm. just staggering amount of things again you go back to the two 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 loaves of bread waved on shavuot and his two people appeared and and uh the northern kingdom of israel and the southern of judah all these things they just start kind of sifting into your understanding Mm. the main thing being god is not Random. That's what we want to stress with God this show. God has a plan. He has a Seder. He has an order. order. Right. Yes, and yes. we're rehearsing and we're remembering at the exact same, same time. time. And preparing. Right. At, while we rehearse, we're preparing so that you said, like what you said a minute ago, we're not surprised. That's right. Because it's going to be a very terrible day with lots of confusing I- ideas and concepts. Uh, a, a horrific day. We're seeing that in our day with uh, the Ukraine. We we know another one's coming up. We did a show on these uh, assaults on Israel soon. Mm-hmm. Israel is the epicenter. If yep. you want to know what's happening, yep. Yep. you must focus first and foremost on how's it happening in Israel because everything in the Bible is how does it affect Israel. Mm-hmm. God has one specific judgment for people, tribes, kingdoms, nations, states, cities, countries, everything. How did you treat my people, Israel? And so if we want to know these things, what time are we in the forecast? How do I not get sifted like Peter did as an example for us? How do I not get, you know, cut off at the knees easily by our adversary? I must hang on to the fact Israel is central and there is a set time and it's coming. This has been a great discussion for this episode of Israel. Why is the Middle East important? I look forward to how this continues to unfold. As you can tell, Neil and I enjoy talking about the subject as it helps us to get to the root of the matter about God and why Israel and the Middle East are so important. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and we would love to hear from you. Visit us at our home at Spreaker.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? That's Spreaker.com. Israel, why is the Middle East important? And you can find us on Facebook using that same title. And you can email us at whyisthemiddleeastimportant at gmail.com. That's whyisthemiddleeastimportant at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. If you like what you hear, please invite your friends to the conversation. One thing Neil and I always say to each other is, I don't know. Because the only way we know is to not know. Once you have it all figured out, you stop learning. And that state of mind is what helps us to learn and grow. We invite you into that journey with us. From Neil Johnson and me, Jeff Pelletier, Shalom, and see you next time.
That's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.